This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. This episode is brought to you by Blizzard. Play Diablo 4 free during the open beta weekend. Only you can stand in the way of the forces of hell. Play free March 24th to 26th and pre-purchase for early access. Journey through the entire first act. Battle up to level 25 as all five classes. Adventure with your friends in four-player co-op. Descend into hell early during the open beta. Pre-purchase Diablo 4 now. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Someone's still gonna win, and it might be weak. If 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 I know, field, you know, just what half the field is playing badly. You know, with golf, you can easily say, "Oh, the course must be hard." They're all playing bad. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to earth a little bit. Uh... Sergio has been like, "Ah, I can't wait to leave this place." <laughs> Well, I must say that little extra in that new intro. Oh, that that's what got me. Uh, <clears throat> welcome in as I uh, have a frog in my throat. It seems to be always the case. Uh, welcome in Tuesday night, eight o'clock here. It's divots and pivots, and we have just some exciting stuff that we're going to try to calm ourselves, slow ourselves down, and talk about tonight because I think both of us have been looking forward to getting on this show tonight all week since we were out on the international. Uh, at the international course this weekend. So we're going to have stories for you from there, but we're going to talk about some PGA-relevant stuff first. Uh, President's Cup is coming up. Um, some picks were coming, so we're going to get Bud's thought on that. But first of all, speaking of Bud, welcome to the show, Bud Copeland. I just like how excited you are about the new intro, because I was oh. too. I uh, I didn't know you were going to snip my little I've, – I've, okay, first of all, I've come a long way since, since that clip um, – not on Sergio. I still think he can be whiny sometimes, uh, but uh, on Liv. I, and I'm not going to say I came full yeah. circle, but I have uh, expanded my vision, so to speak, to include it. So you're right. That was a that was a phenomenal weekend. We're going to chew up on that for a while. But first and first and foremost, 
Thank you so much to my beautiful and lovely wife, Allie. Uh, it has been eight years. She is currently upstairs putting the kid down while I'm here doing this with you. So if you find one that doesn't like that, keep them. Uh, and then thank you to you for tuning in, for uh, for helping us out, for seeing what was going on in the Divots and Pivots Belly Up Sports world. I'm I'm having a hard time not going straight into, you already said it, you already said the international, yeah. you already kind of, uh, you kind of exposed yourself. Uh, we got teased it a little bit. <laughs> There's tease it. You know, you definitely teased it. But let's let's do it real quick. Um, the PGA Tour is still off, but like you said, international news with Trevor Immelman making his picks, his six yes. picks. He was supposed to only have four, uh, but with Cam Smith and Joaquin Neiman going to live, that opened up a couple other spots in the Presidents Cup. I do think that that kind of will get resolved by the next time we, I don't know if by Ryder cup for next year, but definitely by the next president's cup, I think they'll have this whole thing resolved to where international players are going to be able to get in and not be shut out just because they're participating and live. But yeah. in the meantime, we do have these six and it's funny. You read the coverage and it's like, who the hell are these guys? It's like the intro to the old major league movie where you're just reading <laughs> names off going what, but those of us in the golf world know that these, these, these guys are no joke. It's like there's only a couple hundred people on planet Earth who can play golf at this level. And so they're still in there. So it, it's going to be a show. And careful what you wish for with the whole we're going to you know, beat the hell out of them. Look what we did to Team Europe last year. And, you know, they've lost X, Y and Z. Well, so did we. We threw some of our guys over to live for a little while and they're not going to be participating. But the six that were picked up, um, it, do, it does kind of give the feel of a Hoosiers mentality here where you've got nobody really inside the top like i don't know i don't i don't want to i don't want to misquote myself but the average world golf ranking of this crew is wildly wildly out of whack in proportion compared to the americans yeah. and the americans hold an all-time 11 1 and 1 record so even trevor Ullman said like i'm not nobody's nobody's got any kind of not grandeur delusions but it's like heck yeah we're just going to own the under, underdog uh mantle he won the Masters as kind of a quote-unquote nobody. You're coming out of nowhere. Before that, Trevor Immelman won the U.S. public links. Like, I mean, he's come a different kind of direction. So he's got that little bit of dog in him. And uh, and also he's going to be a familiar face for the next foreseeable future with Nick Faldo stepping aside. Trevor Immelman is sliding mm-hmm. into that NBC booth. So there's reasons to pay attention to the President's Cup news. We're not going to get into any more specifics than the picks are in. You can Google them and check it out elsewhere because there's more interesting things yes. to talk about here. Such as, and this is a nice, soft, subtle transition <laughs> away, uh, subtle as a chainsaw touch of a blacksmith. But the DP World Tour, the griping's continuing. It must be something I in the know. Spanish because uh, now not as bad. I don't want to. I don't want to shit on John Rom. He's delicate. He's a good guy, from what we can see. But they're 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 not. Him and Billy Horschel have been quoted today, and they're not happy about the live guys being there. I want to give them a little bit of kind of communication advice in the sense of the reasoning they're giving is not something that I can connect with. Cause they'll say things like they're only here for the official world golf ranking points and no other reason they don't support oh, the DP tour. It's and kind I, of how these guys advance in their career. All of them. You. <laughs> you're, you're just, you're just here for professional advancement. Who's not there for the points. I mean, come on. <laughs> so I, that's where I want to be like, like bottle that up because nobody gives a rat's rear that you know yeah. you could say things like your presence here takes away from the overall mission of dp world tour and yada 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 if you want to be a company guy but now i think we're mm-hmm. starting to see some of that next level uh you know next level emotion where 
these, these, you know, there is, there is a little personal animosity. I get it. I don't think it's jealousy because when you're talking about a difference of millions, you know, what, what, you know, what really, you know, I win a tournament over here. I get four. I win a tournament over here. I get two. Yes. I know that's the difference of two. I can do math, but point being, there's different prestige carry. I think there's just some kind of, there's some, yeah, you lied to me, buddy. Like you told me you were, you would never go. And to that, well, I, and say, I had said that like weeks ago too. I alluded that that might be the case. And and I think you're right. I think that still stands true that there is sure you can say it's business decisions, but we don't know what these guys are saying behind closed doors and the, in the, in the locker rooms to each other or whatever. I'm sure there has been some false truths between these guys. False truths. What are you a fucking Gen <laughs> Zer? Um, <laughs> Pardon my, language. pardon my language <laughs> and pardon all the Gen Zers out there. We love yeah, our yeah. Gen Zers here on Devits and Pivots. Uh, no, I, I, I think the best the, Billy Horschel, and I want to circle back because I, I, yeah. I, did, I included him not just because he's chirping the guys. He gave one of the best reactions, I think. And if you, if you, sh- if you can go look it up when he was asked right after the tour championship, what happens if Cam Smith leaves? Everybody knows he's leaving. He gave, and I think that's why he gave the sincere human moment of, I love that guy. I love that kid. He's yeah. a fishing buddy. I'm not going to see him as much. Uh, you know, and he didn't mean I'm not going to see him as much because I'm not going to hang out with him. He literally exactly, meant yeah. he's going to go back to Australia for weeks at a time. He's not going to always yeah. be there, at, you know, outside of Ponte Vedra Beach and ready to go th- toss a line. And that was kind of the human moment where it's not jealousy. It's not animosity. It, it is much more of a F the situation. This sucks. Like, yeah, I can't hate you for doing what you're doing. I can disagree with your reasoning. I can disagree with you doing it but I can't hate you for it. And so I think that's where that gets channeled for these guys into the interviews about like, well, they're only here for the official world golf ranking points. Well, yeah, they, they need them just like you need them. Don't. Yeah. Where's your publicist when you need one, right? Thank you. Keep your mouth shut because (laughs) that, those kind of comments, I'm not a lawyer, but you know, I watch suits a lot and those kind of comments are the kind of things though that you can point to and go, see, they are a monopoly. They are antitrust violators because they want to just, without without even regret, they want to unabashedly shut down competition. So, yeah. good thought exercise for the uh, the people at home. We got back from Liv Bolton. <clears throat> it was dope. So, yeah, there's your PGA Tour and, yeah. and DP well, World be, Tour. And before we go full Liv, go. though, there, there are some other, a couple other kind of housekeeping things we need to touch on here. First of all, how have we gone just about nine minutes into the show here and not mention the fact that are we wearing the same damn thing right now? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I was getting into that because I was just looking. This is a this. There we go. Now we are. Holy shoot! Uh, this is a University of Georgia Bulldogs 2021 National Championship shirt because um, unless you are, I, I don't know. If you're listening to this show, then you sure as hell fat knew that they won uh, handily. My little brother-in-law sent me a picture. He bought a shirt. It's like an old duck hunt styled from Nintendo yeah. games. What are you wearing? Just for the for the viewers at home. So yeah, Boudreaux's in. So Boudreaux's in plain red, like athletic. Oh, it shirt. is red though. It, it is, is red. red though. Yeah. And so it seems like we're having some coloring because both of ours look orange right now. And then I know this well, is so interesting to for you guys to hear us talk about how our lighting might be making our red shirts look orange. But um. <laughs> well, no, lighting's important because when you go to Mahler Brothers and you start getting your golf gear and your golf apparel, you, you want to make sure that if you want an orange shirt, you're getting an orange shirt. You can trust the guys over there. That's for damn sure. I'm saying yes. don't trust me if you say, is this shirt orange or red? Because <laughs> God knows I don't know. Um, well, and you said it. You said Mahler Brothers, and that look, you can see there uh, if you're watching on uh, on YouTube here or on Twitter because we are live on Twitter tonight as well. Uh, the new logo in the top uh, 
left, right, however you are choosing to look at the screen right now. Uh, Marla Brothers Golf Apparel and Gear. Um, yeah, so they are a, a new affiliate of the show here. We are so excited to be partnered up with them. I was just talking to those guys earlier. I, look, you got to go on their website. Uh, let me get you the exact URL. I should have had that ready yet. It's a shame on me, but I don't want to get it wrong. But when you go to their website, you check out their, pol- their golf shirts, their polos, their gear. Look, their shirts look awesome. It's simply malabrothers.com. Um, my favorite thing about their shirts, though, I don't know about you. I love the two-tone look, but like that old, like that old kind of baseball look. Where, you know, remember the old uh, Anaheim Angels jerseys with, with the it was like the vest shirt and then the the separate color sleeves. Um, like that's I remember the old California Angels. Okay, well. I, okay, sure. I'm such a jerk. No, no, but that's that's the point. Is yeah, no, I remember that old school. Look. The, two, the two tone color though is what I'm loving, and then when you mix in a solid color with a you know a, either a paisley design or you get the digital camo looks on there, they have some awesome fun shirts. I'm about to get you know put an order in for a bunch of them. I can't wait to wear them out on the sh- on the course. So check them out. Mylabros.com. Uh, is say? it di- is it diff piff? Is that what we're looking? Yeah, at? it's it's live now. I was just talking to them before the show. It's live now. You can go and check, uh, make a purchase. Use the discount code as our, as all of our other sponsors as Piper Golf. Can't wait till uh, stuff comes. Div piv d i v p i v for a ten percent discount at checkout. So go to malabros.com and get yourself some new shirts. They got some hats on there too. They got some uh, drinkware. They got some koozies, some uh, some tumblers. <laughs> so they got a bunch. Oh, of, they got some. And they got some drinkware. I, I think that's how it is called on the website. Drinkware, yes. Drinkware is how it's called. So, yeah, they got a little bit of everything on there. So definitely check them out. Grandpa Bud over here doesn't know what it's even called anymore. <laughs> and I think actually the other cool thing I thought they had, hold on, I believe. No, had, no, you keep going. Yeah, they have, t- they have T-shirts too. Yeah, they because they have the T-shirts too. They got, they got some fun uh, T-shirts. So definitely just go check out their full catalog. Um, I, I love so. it. I'm going to buy pretty much half the catalog, I think, in this first order. So uh Let's just say, good thing I don't have a wife watching my bank account anymore. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So, um, which is good because then you can spend the rest of the money on Piper uh, golf balls when exactly. you go to Piper.golf and you decide to pipe it with your blue balls because I know you lose them all the time. Piper Gold, I'm on hold right now because not, not on hold with them. I'm saying I'm on hold yes, on yes. the game. I split my finger wide the F open. Oh, you yeah. did? That's a good one. Yeah, it's, ah, it's good. But last night I was doing dishes, you know, sitting there thinking about thinking about Liv uh, and all the things that they, all the things that Liv brought us. And as I was reaching for one and the other, sliced it wide open. It was a scary yep. mess. My kid, who is, I don't, kind of scares me. I think my daughter might be Dexter, uh, just started laughing. She was sitting there and she goes, ouch, daddy ouch and i've got like all down my arm yeah, yeah. This, is, this is great golf talk so yes thank you to our friends at piper golf uh thank you to our friends at marler bros thank you as always to our friends at yes. belly up media and thank you to our new best friends over at live golf that was it it was golf but louder it was golf but different it was golf for a different crowd and yeah. i've listen I'll say this before going further because the divots and pivots podcast is here for golf. If there's not live, we'll find something else out there to talk about golf related or not golf yeah. related. Sometimes we pivot. It is football season and we will have to talk about yeah. I do minutes that I keep forgetting about. <laughs> what pick do you have in this draft? Um, you know, what? I, I will find out. I don't even remember. So you can keep talking on your point. I will find out for you. The people want to know, Andrew. 
Oh, I will let you know, but I'm, not I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I look it up. Um, <laughs> so no, but the live golf. Before we go any further, this isn't an argument to say like Liv's going to take over the PGA Tour. I think no, in the last seventy-two in the last seventy-two hours, uh, I've I've been talking to anybody who had listened, which is a limited group, but they're a dedicated crew. And yeah. we were just chatting over the weekend at various birthday parties, and even at even at like uh, I was wearing a live golf T-shirt this morning at daycare drop off and somebody was like were you at the tournament I said yeah they're like what'd you think we chatted for a couple minutes about it it's not going anywhere it's not going to overtake the pga tour and no. for any and for any external third party arguments that are brought forth regarding funding or associations x and x y or z or fair labor practices that's not what we're here trying to portray there's some folks no. online trying to chirp us about certain things and bring bringing some uh, geopolitical aspects to the conversation and it's not that those as the those aspects have don't have merit they do that's just mm -hmm. not the conversation i mean listen you're listening to a guy named after a duck and a guy named bud with a crooked <laughs> tooth talk about golf we're not we're not trying to solve geopolitical problems here again doesn't mean that doesn't mean that those points aren't valid and those conversations don't have a place um right. i just don't this isn't this isn't where we're going to do that. It doesn't mean we can't. It doesn't come into play every once in a while because it did over the weekend. Like people would say, "How did you square? How you know? How did you square your your soul?" Blah blah blah. And I would just kind of laugh and say, "Same way, I guess the other couple thousand people there, you know, and the children, the babies, you know, everybody. It was a family affair. It was the closest thing to so, a football tailgate yeah. that I think I've I've experienced in a while outside of like a county fair. And it was less cheesy than a county fair, less sleazy than a European nightclub." Yeah. Uh, but just as much fun as both and kind of had the vibe of of both with like food trucks and mm -hmm. a neon indoor golf center for the kids. And everywhere you turned, there was some some way to kind of chip in, pun intended, for charity or some kind of competition. Yeah. And I've got a seriously strong um, I could take my hat off and show my age or I could tell this quick story. So I was I was talking to my wife Friday morning about I was so excited, like I'm pumped. Right. I dropped the kid off at daycare. I'm mm -hmm. coming home and I'm like, all right, you know, I love you, hon. You know, I may or may not ever be back. So somebody's going to pick me up. And I'm going to go to the big time. I'll send you a postcard. And she was just like, make sure you grab diapers before you come home. And, and when we, and on the way out and she's like, what is this whole thing about? So I gave her, as I was getting dressed, kind of like the, the quick rundown, I go and at the end yeah. of it all, I was like, it's like a party. You know, they have, they have concerts going. I said, somebody named Diplo is playing Sunday night. I think he's local because they're trying to, they're trying to drive up, um, you know, that kind of local flair. And she shoots up out of bed and she goes, excuse me, what? And I was like, yeah. And she goes, who's playing? I was like, St. Lucia or whatever. And she's like, no, the another one. I go, Diplo? And she goes, okay, Gramps. And she like pulled out her phone. And she turned on, this is, this is where she turns on the television Roku from her phone, which was also Witch Doctor Magic. I didn't know existed. I was like, I, you don't even have the remote control. And she's like, it's, it's Wi-Fi, Gramps. So then she just presses play, and I look up, and it's this song that I definitely recognize. And I see it's like, oh, Diplo, Skrillex, and Justin Bieber. I'm not a fanboy of Diplo. I just was pointing out that they pulled this international flair because it did feel like a world stage kind of event. Um, so that the vibe was definitely overarching. You you feel what they're going for. You get it. It's not disrespectful to traditional golf. It's different. They're not trying to recreate what's going on elsewhere and sell that. They legitimately, I, I kind of use the analogy of what happens when some billionaire 
I always, I don't you like some billionaire? I always have some billionaire as my mm-hmm. variable. That's my X factor. Some billionaire is going to swoop in. Uh, Deus Ex Machina is going to just come in and drop a couple bills on this idea, which is what happens when three on three basketball is taken off in popularity more and more. It's in the Olympics now. I don't even, I don't know if it's a yeah. medal sport or it's just a kind of an ex- exhibition sport, but it's, it's huge. It's three on three. So what happens when somebody steps forward maybe in a couple of years? maybe a Chinese billionaire. Let's just go ahead and use that kind of, not apples to apples, but we're, we're kind of more paralleling the analogy. Some Chinese billionaire company says, we want to create a three-on-three league. Hey, you know, LeBron, KD, eh, and maybe, you know, maybe James Harden. You guys, <clears throat> definitely world-class. At, each, at any given moment in the last 10 years, one of you can probably claim mantle of best in the world. Yeah. You've got, you definitely at least have, an argument. <laughs> right, you definitely have a handful of years left in the tank in the NBA. Um, or why don't you come over here to this new three on three league? We're going to double your pay. We're going to play half as many games and you're going to be able to play for probably another 10 years instead of another five. And all it takes is one, this whole effing thing pivoted when DJ came out, not Phil. Phil was definitely, Phil was the first through the wall. He was the kid. He was the yeah. kid in the D-Day boats that had to take but, those first rounds. But Phil was already kind of gone. He was already made his way to kind of to the Champions Tour, and like he was already half in, half out as a regular right. PGA level player. Right, and, and so and so, uh, you know, it's that same kind of mentality. It's like LeBron says, "No, I'm here. I'm NBA. I'm Wilt. I'm Larry. I'm Magic. You know, that's that's me. That's my legacy." And so there, you got your Tiger. And then you got mm-hmm. somebody else saying like, nah, I'm going to stick. You know, maybe it is Kevin Durant. Who's kind of like that, you know, that, that na- next wave. Great. That was my, that was my, my oh. wife going outside. <laughs> that was my wife going outside. I love you, babe. Uh, I thought something uh, broken happy, here. Happy anniversary. So then Uh-oh. you got somebody coming over there saying, sure, I'm going to do it. And you got two teams. So all you need is six teams to run this league for one year. And the first couple yep. rounds are at like high school gyms and they do pack out, but people go, ah, it's high school gyms. And then finally those six teams, they've got an all-star on every six, every team mm-hmm. starting. And they, they, they pack out bumfuck <laughs> arena in small town USA, but it holds 12,000 people. And it's like, Oh, now we're seeing something. And it was, you know, LeBron hitting a three at the, but so that's what happened this weekend in Boston. You had yeah. a world-class elite a- athlete in this sport make a world-class play to win yeah. in the last minute. That and, eagle putt. <laughs> and it had to go in. It was going 20 feet by. Oh, God. And if that, if that hit was even just like a half an inch to the right or left, that thing was I would was be shocked gonna... if he was thinking that, too. Like, I'm either that, winning this thing right here or I'm going to F home. I don't need this extra couple s- minutes. That thing would have slingshotted right around that hole, probably would have hit a fan because the fans were standing right up on the green because that's how close live less the fans get uh, to the to this play. That was a hell of a shot. And what's funny is a couple a couple days earlier when we when, we, when I was there, you were there over the weekend as well, uh, but I was only there for Friday. Uh, at the end of the day, we're sitting at the press conference uh, behind, behind the country club adjacent guys. They were, they were a fun, they were fun guys. Uh, yeah. They said, hello. Or we said, they said, hello. They were like, Oh, are it you was, the guys from Divots I, and Pivots? I, no, no, no. I went up and we, said, hello. Because right. Of I course, was like, I'd have to. <laughs> you guys well, know. And, and, and the questions they're asking, not only at the presser, but the stuff they're doing, it does expose the side of the game that so many guys out there and girls, pardon me. So yep. many players, so many golfers out there are exploring, which is, we didn't like the pressure of playing it this way, but we like the sport. So we're going to play it this way. 
we are going to have a back off challenge. We're going to shotgun beers. We're going to play music and we're going to yeah. treat the cart girls with respect. But um, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's my favorite meme out there. <laughs> so at the end of day one, we're sitting there at the press conferences and, you know, at, at the end of it, I look to my right and I see a super Uber over the, like a familiar face to me ever going back to like high school or, or really it was high school and college. Oh, yeah. This was, and this was your one fanboy moment of the weekend. <laughs> biggest fanboy moment. And it's not that I was, I didn't, I didn't enjoy seeing the other guys and interacting yeah, yeah. and accidentally telling Patrick Reed, go dogs after he's had a checkered pass with the UGA team. But oh, I felt bad about that one. Actually, I was like, go dogs. He kind of lit his eyes. He was sitting on the back of that little cart and he just went, and to, and to like, your, your credit, you did apologize out on his way into the scorer's tent, and uh, and uh, and he seemed fine with it. He, he, oh, he, he was seemed, totally cool. You seemed goes, so chill about it. He, he goes, Oh man, I don't give a fuck. And he patted yeah. me on the shoulder, and he goes, And he just goes, You boys having a good time? I was like, We're like, Yeah, he's like, All right, and he just kept on walking. Like, they exactly they were really dope about it. So, anyways, as soon as everybody was done, I looked to the right, and there was former White House uh, press secretary Ari Fleischer from 9 11 yes. from George W. Bush's early days. And I did. I kind of had a fanboy moment, and I kind of I was just like, "Holy!" Fair crap, enough. He may he probably deserves to be credited with one of the most amazing press handlings of an event in history. The way he handled nine eleven for that White House, like oh for sure. One of you, you should go down in history on how I, it's done. You know what? I would love to ask him if I could have gone back and actually asked him real questions instead of fanboying out. <laughs> uh, is how what would that have been like? in the internet age. Cause that was pre-social oh. media. That was, you know, we did have internet and we had websites and everything and Google was a thing. But so anyways, yeah. I looked at him, I said, excuse me, sir. I said, is your name Ari? And he goes, why do I owe you money? And I was like, <laughs> which was pretty funny. I was like, Holy shoot. And I didn't say, you shoot. Are. I, said, Holy shoot. I was like, I was like, you are. And I said, what are you doing here? And he said, of course, you know, he does communications consulting. And yeah. so he said, you know, i you know, I work, I work. And he kind of looked around like, what do you mean? What am I doing here? And I was like, of course, <laughs> And so yeah, we should have I did, done our homework, I, I guess. Whoops. <laughs> I can tell you right now, truth guy. Ask a lot of people who does who is the consultant. I never would have. Anyway. I never would have thought the people like in, in those positions would have been out there. Like, what you think about what is it? What you think about what is his skill set and what are some of the biggest um, kind of hurdles, obstacles out there for live, which is yeah. PR related in the sense of how do you overcome X, Y, and Z? Which would love to have asked him, but instead, all I asked him was, "What do you think? Are they going to make it?" And his answer was yeah. phenomenal. He goes, well, what do you think? And I was like, oh, you Socratic mother effort. Yeah. But um, he was very kind. He spent a couple – I mean, I literally – he stood there for about five or six minutes with us. Yeah, we talked nice him for a little bit. Yeah, and he chatted us up about how he does think – and this is back to the point. Um, everything comes full circle. <clears throat> Bud doesn't just run it off the rails. He just derails and then comes back. Uh, he did say, I think we've hit critical mass. He, I mean, and, and you can't kind of quantify that yeah. – uh, in any traditional business sense, because they're not trying to make money and revenue. And, they're trying to, to be fair, present mass, a product. You're not using critical mass in a way that this is their peak and they're done here. That's not the way you're using critical mass here. Just want to make sure that's clear. That's not what he meant. <laughs> no, it's that it's that like kind of like in social media speak. They've got enough clicks to finally make their way into the next level of the algorithm. Like exactly. they're going to they've made enough imprints and impressions and they've signed enough talent and and they've laid out their schedule for 23 and they've got things lined up. It's trending in the direction they want to go, uh, which is which is fun because you know that was that was kind of all he said about that. And then he allowed I say he you also as well just allowed me to kind of fanboy <laughs> ask a lot of questions. It was it was incredibly so, nice of him to a give us that little bit of insight from the about what's going on with Liv, but then be to you know be a fan and be kind of that guy. Well, here's what's interesting about that kind of idea of them <clears throat> reaching that next level is that so from. 
this Boston event might have been I, and I have to look at the attendance to see if it actually was, but I'm going to go ahead and say it might have been smaller physically than some of the other events in ways. Uh, but I think it was a very important event for them because if because they managed to convince a crowd here in New England that it tends to be a bit more traditional um, in many ways, so like religiously, socially. Um, you know, yes, Massachusetts largely liberal if you want to go on that that side, but in a way, they're still very. The, the people here, in, including me and, you know, you as a transplant, tend to hold on to traditions and, and routines more. And if they came in here and they managed to com- convince the, a, a crowd of people uh, to do something different with something that has wildly been one way for a long time. You know, 50 plus years, golf has been played this way. Golf has been viewed this way. Golf has been competed this way. And they came in here and said – to this very kind of old school kind of area, we're going to do this. And it was embraced. So I think this was kind of a, a big event for the live to say that, you know, we can take that next step because if, if we can convince them, why not other areas of the country? You know, why not other areas of the world? You know, this could take off if it could take off in new England, because it is a very old school kind of feel for a lot of things like golf. <clears throat> I see what you're getting at. And also to, to piggyback that, to piggyback that, to that point, uh, uh, to, next slide, please. Um, no, uh, but, but honestly, what you were getting at, I, I, I didn't know where the hell you were going with that. And then when you, as soon as you landed it, it kind of really does dovetail into something I was reading about, which is not only, not only is there a passionate sports base and, you know, full of tradition here. We have a long memory. I say we because I am a – you just said it. Welcome. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm what here. I call born-again New England. Yes. I've been up here long enough. I get to claim it. Uh, mostly because I don't think the South would take me back at this point. No. I... <laughs> but back in the day, there was, a, there was an annual golf event in New England. Now, yes, we've got the Travelers, but specifically to the Boston area, you mm-hmm. know, we used to have the Northern Trust. We had the Deutsche Bank. We had the BMW for a hot minute. All, uh, all, whatever the same, the names all the same are. tournament, just a different name, but yeah. And so um, what's his face over at Fire Pit Collective, and not Shipnook, but one of the other writers, was talking about how Boston and Chicago specifically are two strategic markets that yes. don't have an annual event anymore because Chicago used to have the Western Open, and that was a big deal for the longest time. And mm-hmm. now they don't have anything coming in year in, year out. And you do think about the missed opportunities there and we and i think i really think they saw it with the u.s open this year brookline how much that yeah it does but you had Mm. to have a place like brookline you couldn't have had it at a no name or a new place in new england because then then you are coming in right to replant the flag and say (laughs) new england golf is just a little different it's a little more It, it, it is a little more traditional now so where live came in it showed you can still play traditional backdrops and everything but Joaquin Neiman and Taylor Gooch were both like, yeah, it was kind of upsetting. There wasn't more music like, you know, they had speakers on every hole here. They did have them strategically placed. We found out there was a shortage of volunteers. Shocker. Uh, But Bolton's tough to get out to. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't exactly, you know, it wasn't exactly accessible. Especially I mean, so, t- if you so tough to get going. out to. We, there was people there on on layovers for the weekend, specifically just to work the event before on their way to Shout other events. Shout out to Michelle. And I know you, and, I, and I'm bringing that up because I know you wanted to bring her up. So I'm a letter. Let I listen. Okay, so <laughs> if you've ever seen on a golf tournament, there's the people who right after, right before, and after players hit the ball, they're holding up the signs and say "quiet, please," or they're flagging which direction down the fairway it's going. They're called. Some of them are called hole captains or whatever you want. 
But uh, Michelle was the hole captain for the tee box on the second hole. It's a par three, 178 yards downhill. It's where Matty Wolf got his hole in one. We were right there. It was crazy. Oh. But we made friends with Michelle shortly after yes. that because we realized well, we, this is going to be the spot. We were parked we right under that there. camera. <laughs> and so if you saw anything under that from that camera angle, that's who, you know, that, that was us sitting right there. So we made friends with Michelle. Her husband was down at the green because they've yeah. got people at either, either end kind of doing the shh things and, you know, letting people go to the different um, – roped off sections and coordinating traffic, which somebody forgot to do early on. And Paulina Gretzky almost ran Andrew over and he didn't recognize it because (laughs) yeah, he was, he was busy chirping Cam Smith. Hey Cam, do you have the best mullet on tour now? And he actually, Cam was laughing at it. Yeah. There was Paulina almost running into him like, Oh, excuse me. And she's like, it's fine. And then DJ walked by. Hey babe. And Andrew was like, did you see, did you see him say, Hey babe? And that's that's when I turned and went, Oh, okay. Yeah. She was super sweet. I guess the Irishman we talked to, I got pictures with her. Um, But anyways, we were talking to Michelle and Michelle and her, she's, she's, I'm not going to give away the lady's age, even though she gave it to us. We're going to, we're going to respect our sources and their integrity. She's (laughs) retired and her and her husband were on their way to a wedding, but they're not from the area. They're from Pennsylvania. So they decided to drive to Boston, volunteer at this event, work Mm -hmm. the event and then fly out to uh, Wisconsin so we really yes. hope the wedding went, went well. Michelle was a sweetheart, um, and she, she did a wonderful, wonderful job handling the crowds there. Yeah, it was, it was a fan. And you brought up the, the hole-in-one was, you know, look, the crowd, the atmosphere was fantastic. It was fantastic for that moment for Matty Wolf. Uh, it really turned his round, and I say turned his round around. It was like his third hole of the day, but it set him off on a good round because I think it, it – like you, you alluded to it in the moment when after he oh. got it, you could see the weight come off of his shoulders because look, he had after the year he had last year, he had some expectations to hit this year, and I think a lot of people would say he probably didn't hit those expectations this year. And you know, that's us in the media, that's that's on you know behind our keyboards. It may be unfair. We don't know all the circumstances, but he probably didn't do as good as he thought he was going to do as a whole this season. So for it, it, I agreed with you. It seemed like the pressure just came off him in that moment. Uh, and you can tell with the way he played the rest of the round. And it was just a fantastic time um, to be there really everywhere. And look, there was some, you, you mentioned the music. Um, and I think one of the, one of my favorite quotes of the weekend uh, was from Joaquin Neiman, who said that it was like the course had a heartbeat out there. Uh, and, and that's what I find interesting. Cause to me, I was trying to think about, okay, so what's the difference then between, you know, cause they don't, they always step back when they hear crowd different crowd in the background and whatnot. And what they said in the press conference was that, you know, they know the beat of the music, the song, they, they know what's coming. It's predictable. It's known, like it's comfortable. It's those jarring noises that aren't predictable, that are unexpected, you know, throwing something away in a trash or cough, a sneak, whatever. Those are the ones that mess up their routine because they don't expect it coming. And I found that that kind of explanation of the difference just to be very interesting. It made a lot of sense. Oh, for certain. And I know I'd second that it's this, it's no different than the guy you're playing with, with music right now, shutting the music off would mess with you. Yeah. I was great. I was grinning there because uh, the analogy to the music being the heartbeat of the golf course, a, a real snarky PGA tour response <laughs> would be our 50,000 fans are the heartbeat of ours. You're right. It's yes. that. And to that end, it does. That explains why going from zero to 50,000 in the drop of a putt has a similar effect that like kind of high pulse music would have where it does keep you going. So mm-hmm. um, that's that I just, I enjoyed the music myself. I was just kind of thinking to myself, that's twice of myself. That's three times of my, 
three times using the same word in like a seven second span, you know, I abhor that. that was but I was just week. thinking, how, how does that, how does that translate over into what's going on? How can they kind of counter punch any differentiators? But I think the counter punching is going to stop soon. I think uh, so too. Well, because you're going to have live with a couple more, I think they have two more events, three more events. And uh, um, I think it's three. They have three. They have, yeah, yeah. They have Bangkok, Jeddah, and then Miami. Oh no, four because they have Chicago too. Four. They got Chicago. So Chicago. So Chicago is not this weekend, but the following weekend, and then they go over to Jeddah and then Bangkok, and then Miami rounds out the season. Yeah, and so it, it, they're going to have four more, and people like us, to, nothing else to chew on because we will pay attention to the Presidents Cup. But with all the new stuff that the PGA Tour has already announced, it is going to be kind of hard to get get pumped mm-hmm. for a $1.7 million purse at the Sanderson Farms. Not not nothing against yeah, Sanderson yeah. Farms. You know, we love our friends at the Sanderson Farms. Uh, but the money aspect of it, I want to address for a second. Because Pat Perez, friend of the show, he gave us a couple of thumbs up and fist bumps. I'm glad you're about first, to bring this up. First of all, his <laughs> his his lip, his big old mm, – I mean, I don't oh, – That's not a small dip, pack. <laughs> I dipped with guys in high school. I used to dip – and I did with guys in high school who yeah. have multiple first names, then a middle name, and then a last name. And they wouldn't horseshoe a can the way that this guy was, which was just so funny to see because I wanted to be like, buddy, you know, take – but then again, hey, whatever. <laughs> but his chirpy little response to a good question – from a reporter slash whoever, uh, I think it was a reporter, who just said, you know, what would you say to yeah. folks who kind of talk about this is not an actual tour? And there were so many ways that you could have diplomatically addressed mm-hmm. it. And Perez went for the quick one-two and thought that he had a snarky response and he said, exhibitions don't pay $4.75 million. And everybody, oh! Yeah. Like, and then you stop and think. And I thought about it for a second. I said, like, you know what? That's exactly what exhibitions do. Look at the match. The else. match that has gotten so popular. That's exactly what the match does. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it, it, it's, I mean, I'm not saying that there's not ways that, that it, I just want to I be mean, like, dude, that's a dumb answer because mm-hmm. exhibitions by definition only offer money. And you say something like, yeah, well, exhibitions don't offer this level of prestige with a purse. You you see the fact that we're we're mm-hmm. you know we're more than just money and exhibition. You got to talk. I mean, there were so many other ways, and I thought I, you can't exhibit like you're you're trying to flex on the money side. And Rory said it earlier. I'm going to repeat it. You offered money to people who already have it, and now you're trying to use money as leverage to make a point in front of people who don't have it. Yeah, it's like read the room, man. Like nobody mm-hmm. thinks that I don't think you being rich is cool. That doesn't, that doesn't make my no, socks roll up and down. No, you know, it, I would have loved much more if you would have been like exhibitions don't offer this kind of sustainable income. Mm-hmm. Exhibitions don't offer this kind of crowd support partnership, you know, longevity and financial security you know, exhibitions don't offer me a team atmosphere like this where I can contribute and lean back. Like so many other ways to be a little humble about it, but trying to flex on what DJ won. Yeah. Not you. Now he got paid. Homeboy got paid because everybody's getting paid. But that to me was one of those moments (laughs) of like, Oh, cringe, man. Exhibitions do pay. They pay a lot. And coming from Pat Perez, who, as we now see from the the money earnings, uh, is is only making money because he's being carried by the the three Pete four aces. 
uh, team because if you saw, he's only made he's made I say only he's made five hundred roughly five hundred fifty thousand uh, dollars as an individual with his finishes and his play so far. But he's made like two point two seven five from team earnings, and it's like, come on, man, like, are you? <laughs> Are you you're, calling, you're not the one that should be talking right now. Are you calling? <laughs> are you calling him like an NFL punter? Uh, no. Ah, we're not going to shit on punters again. We're not going to shit. Uh, on we punters. love you, Pat McAfee. Uh, <laughs> well, exactly. We are big fans of Pat McAfee. So, oh, homeboy. I I remember God years and years and years ago, but even before he did his cup of coffee with Barstool, uh, listening to him when I was driving around California, slinging textbooks for Pearson Education. Hashtag grinding. It was an awful experience, but it had nothing to do with <laughs> anyway. Uh, back to live. So we talked about so real quick too. I think one of my favorite moments was where I got to park because the GPS and yes. and this is just I you know thank God you called me though like I I, I would love to, uh, you could you could have just chuckled and been like huh I wonder if he's gonna notice but instead you called I me could, right before I, I was about made to you ride that shuttle back with me the first day. <laughs> So there's there's this overflow lot that Andrew ended up parking in and then taking a shuttle, which I mean probably wasn't a huge deal. But at the same no. time, as I was as I was approaching, he calls me and I'm approaching this like the course is out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, you know, people you have to go through bumfuck just to get to it. And if you, if you watch the drone footage wasn't um an added bonus, it was a necessity because the international yeah. is in the woods. Yeah, it's And by the way, Joaquin Neiman pointed that out when he's like, I love this course because and they weren't just trying to kiss butt. I mean, some of them I, probably were. I think, I think they had to play saying, the game differently. That was that's what he was talking about. He's yeah. like, because they you did. You could watch. We watched a couple of tee shots sail just missed the, the green by maybe mm-hmm. three yards, but they hit a, an embankment and psh, out of bounds. I saw more guys re tee with provisionals than I think I ever have. And it's because mm-hmm. they were short spotters and they were on a tight course. So getting out sure. there, I, I saw the highway patrolman and so GPS was trying to take me right to the clubhouse because that's what you pl- plug in. And that's what it says to plug in on the, the mm-hmm. email. And on the way, I was like, oh, you know, he said he's parked out there. I'll just go there. I start seeing signs for it when they get into Bolton. And right before I like see this long line, I was like, oh, God, it's going to suck. Andrew calls. Hey, I just reread. Come straight to the clubhouse. No problem. So the first road that I try to try to stop at, the cop was sitting right there and I just kept driving. I was like, oh, GPS will reroute me. Sure did to another one where there's a cop. So I pull over mm-hmm. and I was like, listen, so GPS take me to the clubhouse. Do you know where just kind of like the, the, the general parking or the media parking is? And he goes, well, which one, general parking or media parking? And I was like, well, I go, I guess media. And I show him my little thing. He goes, yeah, it says right there, media which thank you once again to belly up uh, and live for letting us go out there. So he goes for certain, for certain. That he did not say for one, certain. Day one for he that said, cop and he already had an attitude. <laughs> he was great. He would no, he was awesome. I'm he was kidding, so funny kidding, about it. Yeah. He was like, he's like, buddy, go. And I pulled back the little thing. I drive up and then they check the credentials, you know, a couple more times. And sure enough, like right there, there was mm-hmm. one with one for the players, one for the media. So it was a cool, it was great parking. The the media setup was wonderful. The food was great. Yeah. Um, and they 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 you know they gave us they gave us plenty of accommodations and uh, room to do what we needed to do. So thank you so much to the live communications team for both Definitely. inviting us and, uh, and let us, and letting us have a good time and learning a lot about the live tour and what's going on out there. I'm done with my plug for them. So no, but, but, got- but still, because speaking of the live communication team, like they read the room, they know their audience, they know what they're doing. They, cause I'm, and I'm just, before you get to move on to the next point, I, I do want to bring up 
you know, when I, cause, okay. So the second day they, they allowed shorts and I went up over, it was at the range pre-round and I'm walking around and I saw the two ladies that I recognized as the communication team. So I went up to them and I said, you know, I just want to ask like, why pre-round, like why mid-round, well, not mid-round, why uh, mid-tournament did you change the rules? Like, why not before? Why not after? And I put this out on Twitter, but their, their response was just so like, it really spoke to me about what their goal is here. Like they are here to disrupt the traditional way of golf and not in a bad way, but they're just, they're here to disrupt it, to bring it to the modern era, I think. And cause their answer was we're nimble, we're flexible, we're a startup. If we wake up today and decide today is the fucking day, we're going to do it. And that's what they did. They just woke up. Greg, no, it didn't even wake up an hour after play finished on Friday. Greg Norman drops that video, which I'm pretty sure the second play finished, he went over to them and said, Hey, let's do this. If we're going to go out there and someone probably shot it with a phone, uh, and they shot that video of him changing the shorts out on the course. And the only, so, you know, my so only problem done. with that, that my only problem with that video is he used the word official twice. <laughs> it's official. We're the first professional tour to allow tour. shorts during, <laughs> during play official. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it was the dodgeball association of America, America. Other than yes, that, yes. I thought it was awesome. I loved the, we, we wear short shorts uh, thing about yeah. it. And it was, it was, it, again, you know, we're, we're, we're grass, not grasping at straws, but we're creating storylines. Like you said, they're creating disruption. They're a nimble uh, startup. <clears throat> and DJ, some of the players, they were asking about it. And sure enough, uh, DJ was like, yeah, it's cool, but I'm not going to change this week. Some of the players were talking about texting and, yeah. you know, in their group going, are we going to change? Are we wearing shorts? And I guess DJ was like, we're wearing pants. I'm not big on changing, changing yep. my routine mid tournament. Yeah, he but said he'll be wearing the future, them in the Yeah, I'll be wearing probably. them in the future. Yeah, you know, like that kind of thing. And I, I, I do think it's cool. I do think it's relevant. I do think yeah. it, you know it speaks to the next, the next Just to question. Give the option, right? Why not? It, you know, require I. Well, and then do you draw a line? Like, what, what do they if they're if they're in Saudi Arabia or somewhere mm-hmm. over in the Middle East or even in Bangkok, and it gets to a buck twenty-seven on the course, shirts off. Like, are we, are we, <laughs> I don't think they'll go shirts I, off. I don't think not? that'll happen. <laughs> don't be such a stiff. Don't oh, be I'm such not, a, I, don't be such I, a traditionalist. I, I wouldn't bother Let me, him breathe. I don't, I don't think it would happen. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't think it would happen either. Uh, you do have to draw a line though, because yes. I mean, Tiger's even pushing it with his mock turtlenecks over the years. Those things are basically t-shirts at this point. Yes. It's a crew neck t-shirt. <laughs> yes. but, but I, I want to be the, I want to be the guy or, or woman who is sent to, uh, to say, uh, excuse me, Mr. Woods, you are not dressed appropriately for the occasion. You need to promptly leave the clubhouse and go home and change. <laughs> so speaking of being told to leave and being told to leave the premises, when we got out to the range, um, it was funny because as we were approaching – as we were approaching the player walkthrough, it's like it was like a tunnel, and like there's people leaning over to get autographs and like fist bumps and yeah. stuff, and, and not from us. You know they were all there for us, <laughs> and they were absolutely there. We were all we had so many divots to pivots fans at the end. That line. I saw more <laughs> belly up tattoos. No, the uh, <laughs> you know what's no, great about our logo is it fits perfectly around your belly button for a tattoo. <laughs> oh, don't say weird shit. The uh, so the walk out there was like going through a kind of a, a tunnel, an autograph tunnel. Yeah. We get out to the end and I'm glad you scouted it out because I would have taken the sucker road and gone right up to where the rest of the, the I the, was out there way too early. Right. And, 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 so and, well, and as evidenced, as evidenced by, we get out there right up on the rope and we pick out a position that's a little further away from where Phil mm-hmm. and, you know, Troy Mullins was over there interviewing Phil and then Bubba showed up later with his 
gear and was interviewing Sergio DJ. We were over towards the end where um, Hudson Swafford and Niblix and those guys were going to be warming up. Yep. And I'm not going to lie. We probably stuck out because sure enough, within about three or four minutes, this guy on the other side of the ropes comes walking over <laughs> and he said his Bob. name was Bob. Yeah, Bob. We'll see if that um, was actually his name. We would never see, but it probably wasn't. I one million percent that is not. Although I did say I did sit. I saw him the next day when you weren't there, and I said, "Hey, Bob, how's it going?" And he answered immediately. Like he turned around, like his back was to me when I said it. So maybe it was his real name. Bob, if you're listening, give us a shout. Um, <laughs> at divots and pivots at the spuds for you at yes, this yes. Anyway, so Bob walks over and and starts and starts chatting us up. He and you, he comes up with he says, "Oh, is your your page say Medina? Oh, it says media. Oh, I thought you boys were Medina. Maybe you're from Chicago and." Come in here to you know, Scott Andrew. Which Looking back now, is such a I love. I, I love you. I love you. Look, it takes um, me a few seconds to catch on to things sometimes. <laughs> well, I mean, in in Medina, <laughs> yeah. And so, but he was super nice, and he was, and he he did. He was very natural, trying to chat us up. And meanwhile, you know, there's probably somebody on the other side of his headset, like looking up our names just to make sure. Because sure enough, after about five ten minutes of talking to him, I, I did. I kind of I was like, so Bob. When you're out here and you're scanning the crowd, you know, what, what's kind of a flag? What, what goes off that you're like, I need to go check this out. He's like, well, I'll tell you what. I, I'm on the lookout for guys who kind of walk right in, acted a little too smooth, like they like they belong here, and maybe they don't. Which I took so as I, a compliment. So I go over <laughs> and I, I chat them up and I make up a story to kind of introduce myself and blah, 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 blah. He goes, he's going down this road. And Andrew finally goes, you're talking about us, aren't you? And both <laughs> – I got to say, I don't know if you knew this, but Bob and I shared a moment there. I noticed. We both, we, I noticed. We both connected eyes and smiled <laughs> and then looked at Andrew. We're like, yes, he's absolutely I, talking about I, us. And I, then, I 100% then, noticed. But then this is what I loved about Bob because we, you know, we were like, so did we pass? That was you. You pivoted real back to like, well, did yeah. you know? And I was like, I was like, yeah, I think, I think we passed. I think they would have had us out of here a long time ago before Bob was inviting us to stay on his couch when Liv goes to Chicago. He, he, he did invite us to his basement. That's true. But then to his credit, he was like, do you guys mind if I just hang out down here with you? You're much more entertaining to talk to than the other folks. So Bob hung out with us for a while. Yeah. We went out and did our thing. And then six hours later, as the last group was coming up to the second hole to tee off, which was, I think, Harold Varner the third and Patrick Reed. And that sounds, group. sounds about right. Yeah. But H, well, because HVC on his way up, he was like HVC, HV3, HVC, HVC. He needs to get H. He needs to get an HVAC sponsor. But as he was walking up, he said, and I don't know who he was talking to in his group or in the crowd, but he's like, "That's what I love about it out here. I can talk shit to whoever I want to." He's like, "I can talk." He's like, "These guys, those guys, and one of those, these guys, those guys." He was pointing at us. Yes. And he, you know, and he kind of gave us the stuff, fellas, like that, like head nod with his big old and. Yep. God, those, I mean, I saw more guys chew than when I played travel baseball. Uh, yeah. And then yeah. what I love is he had and all the, the, and all the caddies were smoking. All the players were chewing. All the caddies Riffin were smoking. Heaters. It was, <laughs> it was, it was a, it, I mean, it did at moments. It felt like 1967 golf again, yeah. but it was in, it was in that moment that we hear, Hey, and it was Bob. Bob, Bob was on the security <laughs> detail. On security for detail. Him, <laughs> and he came straight to the back of the, the tee box and chatted us, so, chatted us up. So, if you're out at live in Chicago, go find Bob. He's a great dude. Yes. He'll be on the range and then he'll be with probably a, I got to imagine a guy like Bob, you only put with top tier talent. I mean, I would think that's so. a, and, and if he seems like he's talking to you for a little bit, um, you might be looking a little sketchy. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. 
can't. I so Bob, <laughs> Bob was dope. I got to say, speaking of Harold Varner the third, uh, between him and Bubba Watson and a handful of others, there's a lot of Jumpman, a lot of Jumpman logo floating yeah. around live, which I found interesting. Uh, you know, one of the things that happened when some of these players, the early players, you know, DJ Brooks, Bryce, and they came over and a lot of those sponsors went, Oh, yeah. uh, you know, now whether that's the right call, you do you. They didn't go too far. Don't worry. You know, you boycott. Uh, I, I, I saw, I, t- were, I think it was, t- I, uh, I shouldn't say it's that much. I think it was Taylor made, but I saw it. I might be wrong. So, but I saw a name brand, big, like five brand hat with Saudi golf on the front of it. Like they all had, some of them have embraced. Like, I, I want to say it was Taylor made, but I could be wrong on that. So please don't quote me on that. But like the sponsors, I wouldn't be shocked come, if there's golf. The sponsors are going to come back. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if there's golf clubs over in the middle East that have apparel partnerships and whatever. Yeah. I mean, like all that it's, I'd be curious. We should probably should go back and look at it. The the sponsors that did drop and because yep. one of the players pointed out, I think it was Bryson did the math and he's like some of these sponsors that have jumped ship on the guys that, that went to live do X billion dollars of business every year in Saudi Arabia. Exactly. It's so hypocritical. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I hate using a word like that, but I mean, that's what it describes because you got to think, what do you draw a line on? You know, what are Mm -hmm. you here for? And, and I, and and you talked to him more than I did. Tell him, you said you got a little bit insight on the protesters were even at, I mean, they showed up to Boston. They were in Bolton. What was, what was, what was the scene on that? So once again, because I was, so both days I was out there way earlier than I needed to be, but, I went in with the idea that I'm going to be here for two days. I'm making the most of these two days. I'm going to. He get was out there for second. you. He was out there humping the hills of the international. Which I'll tell you, Saturday I damn near collapsed. My legs. Oh, that look. I, that is not a flat core. I do. I do want to hear what you because I, I intentionally tuned you out earlier. I said, "Don't tell me about it." As you were telling me about it, because I was like, "Save it for the show." I like to actually hear about these things new sometimes. But quickly about how about why I'm so impressed that it went out there day two. Uh, because I asked one of the photographers walking around, I said, yeah. where does this rank? He had all his gear on. So where does this rank in, in kind of courses and how, how hard they are to walk in your travels? He goes, Beth page black's probably the only one that's harder. And I was like, Whoa, I mean, the players were getting rides between some of the tees and everything like that. So yep. it does beg the question, will they come back to the international again? I don't know. Uh, but they if might they get do, too big for it, honestly, at some point, like that would be probably maybe the I don't know. You don't know. I think they will. So when you were out there early for the people, because you yes. are the voice of New England golf, <laughs> trying. Uh, <laughs> when you were out there, what did you learn? Who'd you talk to? Yeah, so I went. I just I there was a a, a stady just kind of hanging on one of the holes right right near where the um uh, the fans come in from the main general parking lot, and I just asked him. I said, "Hey, like I'm just curious because I." I you know, people were wondering, are there going to be people protesting this? And I asked, like, are there protesters? Where are they? How have they been? And he basically just said, oh, yeah, like minimal. He goes, there's maybe like 10 to 20 of them. Um, they stay in their assigned kind of dedicated spot. They just they're older. They hold signs. They 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 are respectful. He goes, they take breaks and they sit back and they like, have some lunch, have some water. He's like, he's like, yeah, so there's not an issue at all. They're doing it right. And so like I'm not surprised that there were protesters out there, and I'm glad that the protesters that were there did protest in the way that is was meant, like kind of in the constitution, like the, the right to protest. It doesn't mean you can do whatever the hell you to want. Peaceably <laughs> assemble, yeah. To peaceably yeah, assemble, yeah. Peaceably assemble, and that's exactly what they did. So like I'm happy that they got that chance. I'm happy Liv provided them that opportunity to do that. 
and I'm happy that I, the two worlds coexisted. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. <laughs> Uh, what else? So we talked about Bob. We talked about the shoe game. Uh, the Jumpman brand was was yes. kind of. I mean, Foot Joy was the leader in the clubhouse. The unofficial uh, tally on shorts to pants day two after the announcement: 19, yeah. 19 players were in shorts, twenty nine were in pants. So you, I got a feeling, definitely timing of the announcement uh, impacted uh, that because guys like DJ tipped their hand yes. that maybe they would have packed some shorts or they'd be willing to change. So. Um, well, and I, and I he, believe it was Joaquin, was it Neiman or I think it was Neiman who said he just simply didn't have any clean shorts. He would have, but he just didn't have any clean ones. Yeah, you guys, they because they, they weren't prepared for this. The players didn't know it was going to happen, right? They, I think they knew it was going to happen eventually, but they didn't know it was going to happen that day. So they weren't really all prepared for it. I expect I was, more in Chicago. I was disappointed in the merch, but I also believe that they can only go up, right? Like I think yeah. I like the logos. Some of the logos need work. The hats that they had couldn't get a good fit. Then again, I've got a dome. I mean, I'm like I'm like first team all domer <laughs> over here. I've got one of those flex fit hats right but now. I'll tell because- you, I saw a lot of fans wearing their merch out there, wearing team hats. I saw a lot. I actually saw a group of fans that were all wearing matching fireball t-shirts. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and, one of, and, one of, and one of the ladies was actually like, I forgot my shirt. And the, the her friends were like jokingly giving her a hard time for not, you know, you know, doing like dress like the rest of them. And yeah, you got some merch that you pick some up. Yeah. It was so, hey. but so, but, and that was the other thing that we said is that it was very clear walking around this tournament that um, what they were going for was extremely clear. And the fact that, their the team logos were everywhere the flags they were posted on every grandstand every media tower like everything it was it's clear what the live tour is and what they're going for the well i mean yeah bubba was there not as a tv announcer that was what he was doing uh on course coverage but he was there as a as the quote-unquote team captain for the niblicks which is a way i think we could see more flexibility with the amount of guys that are on tour. We've talked about that before. If there's more than 48, maybe some of these bigger names take a step back and determine are a captain, but are on the course kind of either coaching or doing media insights, you know? So I'm interested to see how this plays out. I was thinking about this um, earlier today, the team concept you brought up and how it was very much they're They're pushing it out there because they really want to show they're trying to create a, kind of NASCAR meets English Premier yep. League format mm-hmm. of individual franchise teams that are part of this league. Uh, and so when it comes down to rosters, are they going to do this thing where teams can sign, you know, there's only four players, you know, and, and the, I love the whole format of like, you know, it's two scores, two scores. And then on the third day, I think three scores from your team count uh, to go towards the team competition. And then in the interim, in but you know, in between, these guys are free to go play Asian tour events. It sounds like they're free to go play wherever they're obviously there's a bunch of them playing DP World Tour. Uh, definitely, if the PGA Tour opens back up down the road, maybe. But I, I also don't blame the PGA Tour for saying you have a completely different product that that we think is a different product in a different way. So, we know we're not gonna. We're not going to cross pollinate with you now, whether that's wise in the long run, who knows? Well, time will tell. Yes, um, will. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I mean, you know, we'll see. What, yeah. I just, I just went through, I just went yeah. through a big change. I just went through a really big change in life right there. Yeah. Um, All right. We're clipping that. That's your new intro uh, moment on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> 
rocket like you own it. Um, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He likes it. But the team aspect of it all, are they going to allow to have like, am I going to, are we going to be trading players? Is Dustin Johnson yeah. going to wake up tomorrow morning to a text that says, you have been traded to the Niblicks for Hudson Swafford and three corn fairy tours to be players to be played. Like, and, is, oh, we can finally is, say in a bag of balls. In a bag of balls. <laughs> You've been traded for three range tokens and a head cover. <laughs> but uh, I, is that what they're going for? Because, like, you yeah. know, a soccer player can be traded between teams. I don't know. Can race car drivers be traded? Can owners? Uh, I don't think so that's, that's how that works in NASCAR. I don't think, but I'm not a NASCAR expert, so I don't know. No, I don't think. I don't think you can actually trade drivers. Uh, but will they? Will they create that model though in the in the live golf world? Especially when you consider the whole trade aspect would have a lot. I think less Jesus. less strenuous impact because. You're not asking. So it's not like trading an NFL player where all of a sudden, like, all right, well, now my kid's got to get it. Golfers are by nature vagabonds. So, again, yes. DJ could wake up to find out he's on the fireballs next week. And he'd be, oh, shucks, I really like being on the four aces. But uh, I, the, 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 checks all, the checks all clear the same, and he's still going home to Pauline at the end of the day. So I'm not going to lie. I just got the crap scared out of me because so – my draft just started on ESPN and the big ESPN doo, 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 noise just blasted in my headphones. That's why I looked as crazy. I did there first. Is that why you did? And we so never, what? never circled back. I have the third pick. What are we looking at? Which I'm on the clock right now, apparently. So, Oh, let's okay. do it. So Eckler went first. Austin Eckler. And then Jonathan Taylor. So I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. That's my first uh, overall pick. Oh, my first overall. It's number three overall pick, but my first pick. So over under 11 and a half games before he gets dinged up. Oh, sorry. John, I had it back. Jonathan Taylor did go first. Ox and Eckler went second. I was looking Either at the, the, the log upside down. <laughs> so Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey there. Uh, I need to switch it up because I had the third pick in another league and I went uh, Dalvin Cook because McCaffrey wasn't there. Dalvin Cook just went at number five overall. Not surprised. Um, but I wanted some CMC. I am so bad at fantasy football. <laughs> then you need to turn into uh, my content this year. Just saying. I'll tune into your content. I'm just not playing the damn leagues. Oh, okay. uh, that's not true. I'm in one buddy, one of, one of my buddies. Wow. One Sorry. of my buddies from the, uh, the other, the, my quote unquote other fantasy league. Uh, he runs like a pick 'em, a simple pick 'em, and I do enjoy that because I'll mm-hmm. sit there and just check boxes against the spread all day and not care. Especially like you throw a couple hundred bucks or whatever up up front, a couple hundred. My wife yeah, just heard she's, that she's like, "Excuse me, what?" No, yeah. I think it's like twenty bucks <laughs> up front for a chance to win a couple hundred. In there the you go. Yeah, good cover. Ooh, Ooh. Happy anniversary, Bay. Happy anniversary. All right, so we've covered Bob. We covered Michelle. Um, yeah. We definitely we we definitely talked about some of the player interactions. Matty Wolf's ace, that I will say. So when you when you see it online and you hear that the wolf howls, the and you hear that ah, the, the wolf the howls. howls of the wolf pack, which was also it's, a funny story. But I'll tell that after you're done. <laughs> I was about to say they were standing right next to us. Matty mm-hmm. Wolf turned around. He looked right at right at us. Gave us like a fist pump and like a fuck yep. yeah. Then he started just going down the line, yep. and he could. You could just tell he was the happiest he's been in a long time. Um, and it was really cool to see in you know in person. Uh, but the the kicker came when like the group 
well, then Lee Westwood steps up and almost, I mean, he sticks it to four feet. Yeah. Which, he, that was, was one of those. He, I was he, like holding on. I'm like, no. Ice don't, in his veins. <laughs> don't do Well, those guys do this for a living. Um, but it was great. That group had just left the tee. They're on their way halfway down the hill. And here comes back some guy holding drinks going, what did I miss? Yep. <laughs> and it was the guy from the wolf. Pack, the, it, from it that was group. one of the it guys. Like, yeah. You should have heard him too. They planned that for a solid 10, they 15 were, minutes because there yeah. was a gap between groups, the way that they were staggered and yes. the walk from the first green to the second tee. Sometimes they had to wait for the 18th tee off. So like yep. there was always this long wait and they had yeah, been some of those holes hard. were far walks for those guys. They were like, we're going to howl when he gets here. We're going to howl like right after, <laughs> like right before he tees off. Then we're going to howl after he hits. And it was kind of cute to watch them coordinate that. And then it just get dunked. Nope. And there were like life. little kids there. Um, it was dope. That was something we heard from kids uh, as well, which was yeah. the difference maker for them is other golf tournaments that they've been to. It's always, shh, shh, don't know, just stand there and be quiet yeah. and shh. And they said that they're allowed to kind of have fun here, quote unquote, or they liked the music um, or it felt like, you know, the players were going to interact with them a little bit more, which I, that's, that to me is an, is an individual kind of thing. I think, Mm -hmm. I think it just depends on the player because I don't think that's like a tour specific or a tournament specific uh, detail there. I think players are going to interact with the crowd or not. Some of them, they thrive off it. Others, they need to be, you know, they I think need that's to have always been the way. Yeah. yeah, I think more more guys are going to feel more comfortable to do it on live. But I think players have always interacted if they've wanted to interact. So if the if the PGA Tour, and I'm going to say the PGA Tour and other major mm-hmm. world tours, because let's be honest, they're all carbon copies of the PGA. Sure. Two whole events, blah blah blah. If they could take something from live and incorporate it, that would have kind of a positive, beneficial outcome. What would it be? What do you think that they could take from Live and say, "Give this a shot; it won't disappoint." Uh, so I'm going to start off by saying I don't think it's the team aspect. I'm not even convinced the team aspect is there to stay with, with the Live. I, I think that might be something temporary. I'm not sure it's going to take off, especially if the four races just keep winning. Um, and what DJ had alluded to on the second day in the press conference was that um, you know there is politicking behind the scenes for these teams to where. Uh, basically, if four guys agree that they're going to be on a, a team together, then they don't have to be part of the draft. And that's what the four races have now done. Pat Perez, Taylor Gooch, DJ, and um, uh, gosh, who's the um, – who am I forgetting? Jesus. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a niblet guy. You're the four races what, fan. Uh, oh, I'm not, I'm not a four races fan. I'm just saying they're the ones who keep <laughs> winning. But, but so there's already like that kind of – um, politicking behind it to where uh, you know they've already decided we're going to play the four of us. Are, we're they built in the they built in the NBA super team aspect. Are you on the clock again? I am. Yeah, sorry. That's why I uh, no, no, no. do you think uh, I um I took Mike Evans. I disagree that the team aspect is going to disappear. I think it'll just get amalgamated to maybe uh, like you said, they'll either just they'll either say this is baloney. We're going to have a, now you can't have these blind drafts though. If we start going with this team format where I own this franchise Correct. and I'm not going to, I'm not going to invest unless I can, you know, kind of have consistent, consistent players and consistent, you know, expectations for performance. So I think the team aspect will stick around. Okay. Um, I think it'll just be much more of an annual thing where it's going to be the off season politic. It's not going to be week to week. The draft really might go away. And it might just be no, because 
we're going to lock in our 48. So you brought me back to my point and we'll lock in my 48. But as a team owner, I have six people on my roster because I know injuries might happen or, Hey, you know, conflict of interest, you know, I don't know. I don't think there's any conflict of interest when you're making this kind of money. They say you show up and do your damn job. Yeah. So, but for, for the sake of injury or flexibility, maybe you're allowed to have six players and you say, you know, so-and-so I'm benching you because you average 272 off the tee and you know, that's 280 to carry just into the fairway at this course, you know, or, you know, this is your home course. And so I'm gonna let you play instead of this mm-hmm. guy. I could see that kind of flexibility being built into it to just eliminate with what you described, which is what's going to stop everybody from just kind of feeling out their way until you get two or three super teams. Well, they'll just stop to say, Hey, team Mm -hmm. owners go create your super teams, or they might just do a season draft at the beginning to say in year two, we're going to do a draft at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to literally from a lottery, we're going to pick out, or we'll say maybe the top four, point winners from last year get to be the first four captains we'll draw hat straws for the others we'll have a draft and that's your team for the year because i don't see that being a long-term hurdle i see it as an easy easy fix yeah who'd you go with who'd you go with people want to know oh i said mike evans so christian mccaffrey mike evans oh oh, i'm sorry i was on the clock again because i was on the turn i took Brees hall as my second running back okay um will you pick a quarterback well, I have to pick a quarterback. Do you? No, I don't. Shut up. Like I was, in a, I was in a keeper league recently, where you know, especially it was you were responsible for starting a quarterback, but you did not have to actually have one on your roster after the draft. Oh well, sure, yeah, but it'd be stupid not to have one for sure. My brother-in-law won the league. He's a w- wicked smart, like engineer type. He won the league one year. Get out of there, bug. He won the league one year without a, a quarterback on his roster after the draft. I remember he like picked somebody up on waivers a week of, and yeah. he just continued to do that. That's, that's not a, not going to work in these days of fantasy anymore, unfortunately. No, not <laughs> at all. Quarterbacks get way too many points. So will you do DFS and whatever? How many leagues are you in? So so I'm in my, my personal home league, and then I'm in the Scott Fishbowl League. Um, and then this one is another kind of um, community – this is called the the premier, the fantasy football premier league, I believe is what it's officially called, and it's set up to where each it's um, a bunch of viewers and listeners that there's different divisions, and if you are in like the bottom two at the end of the year in your division, you get relegated down, and if you're in the top two, you get love relegated it. up, and it's fantastic. I love it. I um, want relegation in every sport. I agree. I love relegation. So yeah, that's, that, it, that's, that's fun. That's what they're doing with Liv. You're gonna get, you get relegated to the Asian tour. Uh, so speaking of, we talked about Bob. We went through the players. Concessions were okay. Again, that's a movable fees, pun intended. But the pricing, the pricing was good. The pricing was the pricing good. Was fantastic. You know, five bucks for five bucks for a tall boy bud. Seven bucks yep. for you know for an IPA. And I think yours was eighteen ounces. Mine was twenty four. So I mean, something like that. Yeah. Solid beer prices. Again, when you're operating not with you know much profit or even revenue in mind, you're just kind of trying to get the product out there. Um, you know, you can get away with that kind of stuff. And yes. last, but certainly not least there were, there were no dearth of kind of broskies out there, but I would say my favorite, two, my favorite two guys <laughs> were um, God, it was Gavin and Davey from Ireland who were standing behind us on the second tee 
Yeah. And at one point I just turned around and I finally went like, where are you all from? Like, where are you boys from? Cause <laughs> obviously, and they, one guy looked like Lee Schreiber. Uh, and then the other one like looked like he was ham dog, but he wasn't, I could tell. And they both just kind of stone cold. And they're like, Boston, why? And I was like, yeah. eh, come on. I was like, play along with me real quick. And then they looked down and they saw my little badge and everything. And I think they lightened up slightly then. And then yeah. also I just kept on going at it. 30 minutes later, we're exchanging phone numbers. And at one point we we were telling them, we were telling about our, our brush with Paulina and one of the Irishmen just pulls his phone out and he holds up yeah. a picture of the two of them together, the selfie. And we were like, what? And I guess he snuck one with her. And then she turned around and was like, you can just ask, um, which anybody rolling their eyes at it. It's like it, it, the whole experience was meant to be, look at these really, really, really super over the top, good golfers playing yeah. right in front of you, you know, like, and look at these, like, the celebrities watching, you know, and this and that. So it it was it was definitely shiny and new. I would definitely do it again. Yeah, I don't feel dirty after going. Um, no, I will say, you I'm, know, you I'm thinking to, of going down to Miami. Honestly, you just have to set your expectations. What are you going here to do? Are you going yeah. to have a good time and watch world class golfers compete? Now, the the end of that sentence is compete for what? We'll see. Right now, it's for money. Yeah, right now, Maybe it's just you, money. Maybe year three, then it's the, you know, the, the, the live international, this, the live international, that who knows, maybe it's not, but as far as, was it worth it? Absolutely. Like that, that's a hundred percent, five stars recommend four and a half stars. I'm sure I could figure out, Oh, there's my half star. What? They didn't have paper. They didn't have paper towels in the men's room. Oh yes. The, the media the center. And then you know, and then the next day, for the most part of the morning, the, both the bathrooms in the media center were uh, at least those two that we were right by. Uh, they were closed for cleaning, but they were closed for like, like a long time. <laughs> do you, do you think people were in there doing drugs? No, I think they were probably. I didn't want to speculate that. I was just like, you know, <laughs> took a dark direction. Um, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to watch. It's gonna be fun to watch uh, live develop. We're gonna be paying attention to it in the coming weeks and months. Uh, Lord knows, Lord knows, there's no dearth of good storylines to follow with uh, live every week, kind of announcing something new. And now that these players are together at the DP World Tour, now I'll, granted, it's not unheard of in sports to have players not like each other. I mean, Exhibit Correct. A, but you also don't have you know, the Packers and the bears sharing a locker room pregame or halftime, you know, so it's, I can understand that there's also, I saw somebody chirping and this was one of the big time Jays out there was trying to, was trying to kind of shame the DP world tour saying, you know, telling these guys that they're not, they're not welcome at the pro-am isn't really a punishment, you know, and telling them they're not allowed to do, it's not really a punishment. And I wrote, maybe they're not trying to, punish anybody they're just trying yeah. to make smart business practice which is we're not going to say you can't be here but we're not going to promote you because you're exactly. you're your chief proprietor for like and i and all, all i could think was like that's the most diplomatic solution which is yes you are allowed to compete in this tournament it's like when i went to the university of florida for grad school and like i'm wearing georgia gear one of those says georgia the other says florida but people will be like oh you went to florida you gator now and i was like listen i attended the university for academic purposes only yeah, I did go to a tailgate here and there, um, no, but it's the, same, it's the same thing with these guys going to play in these other tours. And I think it'll eventually get there. That doesn't mean that the PGA tour and the DP world tour have to make spaces for these players, yeah, but no. 
if they do qualify through, you know, some backdoor way where maybe they do win a major, then what are you going to do? Say, sorry, uh, you know, we're the players championship. Is Cam Smith allowed to play in the players next year? He's the defending champ. I know he doesn't hold status on tour, but he's the defending champion. He has an exemption that everybody else must have. So at what point do they not have a a case, you know, in court, I'm going to be curious to see how this plays out in court because they do kind of have a case for some of the things they're claiming. Again, not a lawyer. I just read and listen to what those people say. And a couple yeah. of lawyers out there are saying, you know, I'm not going to say they're going to win, but there definitely is a case to be presented, uh, which is going to start the conversation. So I, I don't know. And I don't even think live golfers know what they would want in the end. Cause they sure as shit are not going to have their cake and eat it too. I don't blame JT no, and the no. boys for saying, no, 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 no. You're not cherry picking our events and shit. And then going over there. But the coexistence is going to have to come into effect. I oh, love yeah. what Bubba. I love what Bubba said. If Augusta doesn't want me back, because you know, as a former champion, if they don't want me back, then I don't want to be back. Like that's that's sure. you know that's the because at what point does it become too much? At what point do we just turn into a society of all right? Before we go any further, I need to know who you voted for, what brand car you drive, what you know, who you did this with. At what point do we allow all of those things to become kind of prerequisite for existence? Mm. It, it can get too far. I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will. And after being out at Live, it does seem to me that it's it's mostly on the Twitter sphere and in the locker room. It does because feel that way, quite, yeah. quite frankly, I'll tell you what: everybody who was out there was probably watching the Tour Championship the weekend before. They're yeah, probably yeah. going to be tuning into the Presidents Cup. They may or may not ever tune into another live event. I will because the YouTube coverage was great. And David Fetterty, um, I really <laughs> wish I would have that was that, that, that was so. he was the best. Uh, but to wrap up my rant, you coexistence, rant coexistence, <laughs> coexistence is the goal. I think it's the goal for the players. I think it's yes. the goal for everybody. Anybody who wants to chirp chirp somebody else's goals to see, you know, Greg Norman saying, "I want to, I want to grow the game," and. You know, people over here saying, get off my lawn. That's not how you grow the game. Shut your front door. Yeah, Instead, why don't, you, why don't you just continue to grow the game how you would see fit? Let them mm-hmm. grow the game how they see fit. Let the players kind of go where they want to go. Not willy-nilly. I do believe that just like any other labor agreement, you can work this out and figure out yeah. how to coexist. It might not be how you like it. You might have to accept the fact that every year I'm going to have to make up my mind and where I'm going to play. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you can just shut these guys out forever. Yeah. Nope. I agree. And it will be ironed out. It will, they will coexist and it will get figured out. Cause I was kind of hoping for an amen there. Oh, sorry. Amen. Um, <laughs> but anyways, that is going to bring us to the end of our show here tonight. We covered a lot. We went a little extra for you guys because we just could not stop talking about uh, all the events going on in the golf world right now. And soon, before you know, we are going to have some PGA events back. We're going to have Chicago for the live coming up, um, like I said, in two weekends from now. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna continue covering all of it for you because this is a golf podcast on a PGA-only podcast. We just cover golf because we want to grow the game of golf, and we want to grow the game in golf, of golf here in New England. We want to grow with all of you. Check out Piper Golf. Check out our newest sponsor or affiliate, uh, Mala Brothers. Um all of it, great products, all products that the two of us are going to use. We will see you next week here on Divots and Pivots every Tuesday night, 8 o'clock. Have a great night, everyone. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.